Welcome back to the Ultimate Playlist Podcast full of choice tracks. I'm Damon. I'm Dietrich. I'm Michael. And I'm Taj. Uh, so this is side A of the record, folks. Um, this is where we discuss a, uh, a theme. Um, we pick a song that we think best fits that theme. And uh, and then we rip each other apart. <laughs> And uh, doggy jellers picks, but no, I think um, I think it's this is a good one. Uh, we have Michael Taylor with us again. Uh, it's an honor to have you on the podcast, Michael. Uh, Michael's uh, other podcast that he does, and he also has a blog. Uh, this is uh, smells like infinite sadness. Uh, we'll play on uh, different bands from the '90s. And my favorite genre era of music. So love it. Um, definitely check out his podcast. Uh, really good stuff. Some good interviews and some chats with his friends. Um, but uh, so, Michael, what do you got for us, man? What's your what was your theme uh, for this episode? Uh, I decided since we're getting some nicer weather to do songs that remind me of fall. I thought that would be a good topic. Just music that feels like like autumn. And the uh, song that I went with that to me really epitomizes that that feel to me is uh, Between Something and Nothing by The Ocean Blue. Ocean Blue are a band that uh, got some notoriety in the late 80s uh, with their self-titled debut album, which this is from. And I just think pretty much every song off this album gives me that same feeling. But this one was their first single. And uh, something just about it, um, it sounds to me like, it just sounds to me like like fall. Uh, just, it's that kind of crystalline guitar sound and the kind of oceanic guitar tones and the kind of hushed, calm vocals. There's something about it just feels really serene. And to me, if I think about fall as a kid or when I was a teenager, it always kind of had that kind of cozy feeling to it. I can't describe it any better than that. And this album just really just seems to tap into that memory for me. Okay. Well, and I, I'm going to be honest. I, di- I didn't know who Ocean Blue was. <laughs> when you entered this it was interesting um you know i did really like this song um i did for various reasons it go down a bit of a rabbit hole and listen to the, the album um th- this song stands out the most for for sure and i can see why it's the, the single on the album but uh it, i did like the song a lot maybe you can tell me why why do I get the Smiths vibes from Ocean Blue? I mean, they seem like a happier Smiths <laughs> and they seem like it, I enjoy them a lot more, but they, they do kind of have that same type of vibe. Yeah. Well, the Ocean Blue are, are interesting in that they're a band from their American band. I think they're from like the Pacific Northwest, Okay, but they, but they sound like they sound like they're from Britain. They sound like they're from the same, the Smiths echoing the Bunnymen. The Cure kind of uh, era, um, they really are Anglophiles. So I think that they definitely, they're definitely going for that that uh, that sound. And they've actually just reunited recently. They're actually just they're on a tour right now, I think. And uh, their new album's pretty good too. But this first album is just a really solid one. And this song to me, I just I don't know, just something about it is just very has a very peaceful feel to it. I think, okay. and and very catchy. And, and le- less 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 miserable than than Morrissey for sure. I got you. <laughs> That's so. a good one. Yeah, they definitely sound like Morrissey or the Smiths. 
um, really surprised that they're not from Britain or you know the UK and uh, but that's this this is definitely uh, it personifies all music from the late 80s it's like very uh, yeah melancholic and dreamlike with like the not all not all music from the 80s um, all music in this genre of pop rock kind of would you say pop rock Michael or do you think it's more of like um, I'd say it's it's more kind of like alternative indie style stuff yeah I was gonna go indie rock yeah okay that's uh, actually yeah that's that fits the the mold much better <laughs> yeah i kind of didn't want to say pop rock because it like almost like would seem offensive uh to this because I, I i yeah i really like this song a lot man i mean good pick good um out of left field kind of because i didn't really listen to the ocean blue but I spotlighted like a Smith's album on here. Um, so definitely my, my style, dude. Thanks for that. <laughs> cool. Cool. I'm glad you guys yeah. liked it. Yeah. Thanks for bringing that up, bro. Um, I remember I love those only because I know more of their newer, newer stuff like, uh, Mercury or, or Justin Falling, the, that kind of, those kind of songs. Mm-hmm. Um, you brought this up. I was like, oh yeah. I, I remember this, and yeah, I, I definitely get the ball feeling from it. I can understand where you would come from with that, and, and just um, like like guitar strings and sounds, it's just it, it's right in, like it's it's on all the way through for this particular one. So yeah, I, I had no problems with it. That was a great pick, bro. Cool, thank you. So you're gonna pick next, uh, Michael. You're gonna have to pick one of us victims. Oh well, <laughs> you, you spoke first, Damon. So you tell me where where, where what was on your fall fall list. Yeah. Okay. So um, I picked a song from the Dream Academy, and uh, this is Life in a Northern Town. Um, I really like this song a lot. I think that like my wife Robin, she really likes this. She's she, Robin introduced me to a lot of '80s stuff because she's a huge '80s fan. Um, but uh, like '80s and '90s are kind of like I think I you know grew up with a lot of that. So uh, '80s I don't remember as much because I was so young. But um, yeah, I like I like uh, the song for its. Um, the instrumental pieces in it and just like the vocals flow really well and uh definitely reminds me of like drinking a hot coffee in the fall dude from upstate new york seeing the the leaves fall and stuff like that like this is this is where it takes me <laughs> or like oceanside or some shit you know i don't fucking know it reminds me of fall though definitely Colder that, was a, that was a really good song too. I, I remember those yeah. guys. Uh, they also had another cool song called "The Love Parade," which got a little bit of airplay. But uh, okay. yeah, "Life in Life in Northern Town" was just a really good. Um, it's another one that they're very. It, I think it fits in the same genre as the Ocean Blue. Really, um, it's definitely got that kind of serene, dreamlike. I mean, it's in their name of the band. But uh, yeah, I've always liked that song. Thanks, man. Yeah. Thanks for agreeing with me. <laughs> that pissed me off. Now. Uh, yeah. So it, it, I I like this song a lot. It, this it's funny because this is one of those songs where it's like I didn't know who the, the 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 band was or I didn't know the song title, but it's like oh now I know you know type of thing. But uh, it's an enjoyable song. Um, it very fall for sure. It, it's also kind of road trippy like it feels like something that you would listen on a road trip you know um but yeah i i totally get that 
that this is something you would want, you know, just chill and relax to. So maybe this goes on my vibe tree. list. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. This um this is going on my vibes list. Nice. Um I definitely like this song. Um you know, both of y'all pulled from the 80s. I was like, oh, man, I need to go back to the 80s. I've, I've kind of missed my 80s music. I haven't had too much to pick from for that genre. Um, yeah, I'm going to change that around. I've, I've gone all over the place from 50s, 60s, 70s, kind of skipped 80s, went 90s, you know, and then 2010s and all that kind of stuff. But, um, yeah, man, this was this was easily uh, uh, just a ride-through type of music. I kind of get what you're saying, Josh, as far as, like, road trip vibes with it and just kind of lay a play when you're out on the road. We did have an so we're like, what song would you play when you're cruising out on the road, just driving? And like, this would be one of those songs to just kind of sit back and let play. So I got no complaints with that whatsoever. Right. All right. Well, Dietrich, why don't you tell me what your pick was for? Uh, so I did not go 80s. Um, I didn't go 90s either. I kind of went 2010, 2014. Um, this song actually reminds me a lot of Fall, only because the way the hook comes in, you know, the chorus uh, that's played throughout the song, and it, it really gives me those kind of Fall vibes because it's talking about cold. Uh, specifically, I'm talking about sweater weather. Uh, for those who didn't get that little drift right there, I'm talking about the neighborhood's 2014 hit, Sweater Weather. It was one of those songs that uh, literally came out. It did not come out in autumn. It did not come out in fall. It came out in March uh, of that year. But um, it really did hit uh, the ground running, so to speak, and then got back in popularity when TikTok came around in 2021. That was one of the songs that they were doing those skippy videos off of. So it's one of those songs that's kind of like near and dear to my heart, even though the band itself is kind of out there uh, for the things that they do. But for the most part, uh, this was one of those tracks that I could not get past. So tell me what y'all think of um, the neighborhood and the song Sweater Weather. I know it's their biggest hit by far. So well, it's it's really catchy. It's it's the I've never I actually have, I'm not familiar with this band, so this is the first thing I've heard by them. But uh, very very catchy and definitely kind of has an 80s vibe to it to me. Maybe a little bit of 90s too. But mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, very very catchy, very uh, very uh, accessible. I, I liked it. I thought it had a cool vibe to it. Cool beat. So it, I've heard the song before for sure, and mm-hmm. it, it's interesting because like you know, th- there's always summer jams. This one kind of stood out when I first heard it because there's never a lot of like fall jams. You know, it, it seems like it's summer jams and then Christmas songs, right? <laughs> there's nothing like. And so this one stood out when I first heard it. Um, what's interesting listening to it again uh, for the podcast is like, I'm still trying to figure out like the song starts out with her, with her. I assume it's her, right? She's singing and she's like, I'm just a normal dude, <laughs> you know, with, with my toes in the sand. Like, like, huh? So it's like, it's kind of like a brass in pocket. Like, is this supposed to be from the male's point of view or from her point of view? But then like, you know, it's like, normally it's a female that goes up and puts her arms in the guy's sweater. But then like, I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, it, it's a very interesting song. But yeah, for sure. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, I hadn't actually looked at it like that. Um, I don't know if I look at the song the same now. Uh, 
I know we talked about that before. Nah, um, this this is definitely from guys' point of view type of situation. It's you know new kid on the block coming into California, and you know talking about how people interact with people. You know, some some people don't have the best interactions or or know how to be neighborly or know how to be like friendly with people. Mm. And so it's like you get a little cold shoulder, so to speak. Um, and yeah, it's just a you know how it goes in some places. So you know, California is definitely one of those that you know it's hot during the day, but it's damn sure cold at night. And so right. um, yeah, just it, to me, just the sounds like the ambiotic sounds of. Uh, the music, the vibes that came along with it, that to me reminds me of autumn and fall because, you know, it's around that time where it's not quite too cold to pull out like the full blooded parka with the fur on it. But um, you don't want to be caught out in a t-shirt when a cold front comes through, especially here in Texas. And it's like, you know, 55 degrees and we're like, whoa, that's too cold for us. We're used to 95 being cool. Right. So, <laughs> yeah, except for Utah, sure. I know you're already dealing with snow up there. So that's all other situation. Yeah, it came and went in two days, but yeah, we got we got snow. <laughs> so, but yeah, but it, and the the interesting thing is being like a a West Coast in California, like because I lived out there for a bit. Like they get rain, but like it's a drizzle rain for like three days straight. Like it's not like the nice like heavy rain and then it's done. But it's like you know everybody was like, oh, it rained today. You know, no, it's like this constant drizzle, <laughs> and you're like. You know, it drain it rain anywhere else. You'd be like, I'm just gonna walk out in t-shirt because it's gonna be gone in an hour because it's just drizzling. Like, no, this is like constant drizzle for four days straight. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's what's up, Damon? Right. What you think, man? Yeah, I like I, I I really like um the neighborhood. I think it's a really good band and. Uh, surprised that you haven't heard him, Michael, but, uh, definitely check out more of their stuff. Um, uh, I think that, yeah, Sweater Weather is like, yeah, it's awesome. I've heard it on the radio a lot. It's, it's a radio hit for sure. Mm-hmm. I don't know what channel or <laughs> if you listen to the radio, what station, but, uh, um, what was the song about again? Cause I, I'm, I'm seeing like different things that the song could be about or based on like, I understand it might be an influence for this is off the topic of sweater weather, but like uh, um, influence for like uh, almost like a bisexual anthem. Like, oh. yeah, there's like different um, different, I guess, meanings for songs and different feelings that come out of it. We might not see it that way, but it's, so that's a that's a it is a male artist singing, right? Yes. They say he does have like there's another artist that sounds a lot like him too. He sounds like it's hard to tell if it's a guy or a girl singing. Then you then you find out you know who it actually is. You're like, oh okay, that's damn, that's pretty good, <laughs> pretty yeah, good, and, and also then, like throws you off, you know. Jesse Rutherford and um all all of them are from California, so okay. they all have that like, that kind of like laid back sound to it. So I think it was more of the not the auto tune, but more of the you know the studio work that you put behind it in order to make it sound like a little 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 out there but in all actuality you know it's just a regular california band that came off with a group good little groove and this was on their ep i'm sorry um it released with 12 tracks and then they came back and did a whole album i love you and it got re-released on that album but it's definitely by far been their biggest hit and they've been together and not 
Um, they kicked a couple of people out, brought them back in, all type of stuff. So, you know, that's that, that kind of inner turmoil is why you haven't really heard a whole lot from them, um, so to speak. But, um, you know, when they do get it together, they come out with magic. So I, I would like to see them come out with more. Yeah. So just, uh, yeah, well, further, though, like, I think that um, the bisexual anthem is more of like also for a lot of the, the fans, um, I guess, like wearing clothing that could be guys or girls clothing. <laughs> I'm not really sure how that, that fits, but it's like uh Yeah, it explains the TikTok. Yeah, okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't fully understand like the like generations now, like what drives people. Um, but uh yeah, like that that's also like a good example of like how music is interpreted however you want it. Doesn't mean right. that the artist doesn't agree, but yeah, there's yeah, there's lots of things going on. So but yeah, I love the song, love the band. So good fact, dude. All right. Well, that leaves Taj with his picks. So what, <laughs> this Sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I'll cover my pick. Uh, so uh, as the listeners know, I, I moved up to the north. So I, I'm up in South Dakota. So we, we we have actual fall. So we have, you know, leaves falling. Actually have to rake some leaves and stuff. Um, and so um I kind of went abstract with fall <laughs> uh, and I don't know why this popped in my head, but um, so I, I guess some weird caveat things to just throw out there. Like I kind of, when I was a little kid, like I always thought like winter was the end, right? Of the year. And it's kind of interesting because like fall is kind of the end of the year and winter's kind of the epilogue and prologue, <laughs> right? <laughs> and so, um, and so I don't know why with that, I kind of where went to a weird association, but, um, I picked a song that's kind of about the, the fall period where like it ends with the fall of like a relationship and it's just, you know, I'm getting older. So, you know, uh, it's that kind of remembering past stuff. So, uh, but so I went uh, with like stuff that you do in the fall, which is kind of, you remember the whole year. So uh, the song I went with is the way we were by Barbara Streisand. Uh, so this is, uh, you know, about the song about how the way they were about what the relationship was and how the, everything passed now that it's all done, that they're at the end. Um, it's a movie with uh, her and Robert Redford. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was just I don't know. It, it, it was the when you said fall and for some reason where my lizard brain was, <laughs> this is where I went with it. Like just kind of like, the, you know, the 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 fall of, you know, a life period. And, you know, that's where I went with it. And plus, it, you know, it's a nice, soft song. You know, it's not the wing beneath my wings, but, you know, it's similar, you know. Uh, but yeah, it's just Barbara being Barbara. So, you know, a nice Jewish girl, you know. Was she doing Yentl? Was she in Yentl? She was in Yentl, yeah. Yeah, she, uh, she, she directed that. Yeah. Fuck, man, she's awesome, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, did she, was she in Beaches too, or is that somebody else? No, uh, Bette Midler no. was in Beaches. That's Bette Midler. Barbara yeah. Hershey. I always get them, like, sometimes I get them confused for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah. Same here. Notice that awkward silence. <laughs> <laughs> like, how the fuck did you get that confused, asshole? <laughs> oh, sorry, guys. Gee whiz. All right. 
I got Yentl right, though. Yentl. Got Yentl. Yeah, so where she's a good canter, where she wants to be a canter, but it's not common. Wait, what, why does this make you think of fall? Just hanging with Barbara in your mind, like <laughs> leaves are blowing? No, because like, the concept of the song and the movie is like, it's them reminiscing. Like, it's it's about a person looking back, like it's it's the, in the fall of their life. You know, it's the way we were. So, like, the, the end of something. Yeah, I guess and, I could see that. Like, that's yeah. when summer ends. Like, you had a big old summer vacation, everybody had fun, and then fall comes, and you're like, oh, shit, I got to go now. Yeah. I'm stuck in school. Right. has got to go back to my shitty life or whatever. Yeah. So. <laughs> Barbara Streisand just made me feel better for a few minutes. Yeah, so that's what I thought. So yeah, something a little bit deeper cut for Barbara, but uh, I mean, she was good looking too, man. So, like yeah. they all like on her co- album cover, I'm like, wow, all right, she's a catch, right? And it's her with Robert Redford. I'm just saying, you know. Yeah, yeah that's a good, that's a good duo. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, so yeah, yeah. I would I, not, but uh, this is definitely a Taj pick. I gotta say, I wouldn't <laughs> have picked this <laughs> at all. I don't know where you pull the shit out of a hat somewhere but yeah it's good it's cool that you picked it um yeah i definitely wouldn't have but i'm not yeah. gonna shit on barbara streisand so yeah and i know it's a little show tune but it, it does it's it seems more like a song but it does have elements of, of show tune on it so. yeah oh no this this got show tune written all fucking through it <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, this show too, bro. It doesn't get, <laughs> doesn't get any showier. <laughs> All you need was some jazz hands in that shit. It's over with. Like, yeah, it's it's, it's there. It's a production. Um, so because you picked it, yeah, yeah, I got to give it a little pass only because normally I was I wouldn't have expected this out of anybody, not even you. Um, I should have, and that's that's shame on me. Um, but as opposed to fall, um, you, you, I, you kind of almost use it like a double entendre there, you know, you know follow life and then fall to the self and that whole little spiel. So, you know, I, I give you some props for playing along with it. Um, not just coming flat out, you know, you know, face value, this is what it is, but, um, Will I say I like the song? Yes. Will I say I will listen to it again? Probably not. Um, <laughs> but then again, if I want a good show tune, this is it. You know, he's nail on the head there. So I may listen to it again, just depending on if I want to be in a showy kind of mode. Um, right. Outside of that, you know, you hit the nail on the head with that. As far as it being far, I could see, you know, the different pieces where you come and bring that in together. So not bad. Okay. Once again, this is another song that reminds me of riding around with my parents. And uh, I think I'm pretty sure my parents had this on cassette because I remember that that song like just playing all the time. I'm like, oh god, here we go again. There's no, there's, there's no escape from Barbara Streisand. They were like way, 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 way into her. But uh, it's funny because um, she just released a memoir, like a thousand page memoir, and they were talking about it on the radio today. And, and one thing I learned today was that in the original, or not the original, in her remake of The Star is Born that she directed, I think, I know she starred in it, and Chris Christopherson played the lead, but originally it was supposed to be Elvis Presley, but Elvis Presley's manager was being weird about stuff and didn't make it, but it originally supposed to be Elvis and her in the same movie, which would have been interesting. That would have oh, wow. That right? would have been crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a, a game changer, man. That would have been wow. Just, just a little tidbit that I learned today. So cool. 
All right. So now it's time to flip to side B. Right. And so, we will yep. go into my album pick. And I was trying to think of something. I was kind of racking my brain. I'm like, well, I just recently reviewed and interviewed uh, the singer guitarist for this band. Uh, the band's called Prong. They've been around since the mid to late 80s. They're originally from New York. Kind of a mix of hardcore, industrial, groove metal, thrash, a little bit of everything. And uh, they've been around for a while, but their new album is State of Emergency. And it's really, really catchy, really good. Um, I find it hard to find modern metal that I really get into. And this is one of those that just really hit me immediately. These guys really disappoint, and I was really, uh, really dug this album. I thought it was very catchy, very immediate. No, no fat, nothing. You know, just trimmed and ready to ready to go. So that's what I picked. And what did you all think about this album? So, did you have a song that you you want to pick or highlight on the album? Yeah. It's it's tough because there's several ones I really liked, but I think if I was going to pick one, I think I would go with Disconnected. Because I like how the fact that it's not just metal, it also has a little bit of a 90s alternative kind of vibe going for it too, a little bit of kind of some punk attitude and, and very, very, very catchy. Um, I will also throw a bone to compliant and non-existence, which also kind of in the, in the same kind of sphere, kind of like a little bit of goth, a little bit of metal. It just it, it, it hits all those sweet spots that I really like in those genres. And that's why uh, that song in particular, Disconnected, really stood out to me. OK, sounds good. Yeah. Cool. I was going to say, they, they definitely developed the sound over the years. And non-existence on this album is like, that was like my shit. Like, as soon as I heard that lick coming, I was like, okay, I'm done. This is it. This is all I need. Everything is good. Um, but, yeah, this, you know, considering that, you know, you got a band that's so old, but in nature, and yet when they come out today, they don't sound like they're trying to keep up with the time. No. But they're, but they're keeping up with the time just in their growth in the music alone. And so it's just like, Bang. So I put this definitely on my on my car playlist, and I was banging it down down the road. And I got a Camaro, so I was just running at this, kicking the shit up, and and trying to beat little people off the line and busting ass with it. And I was like, yep, yep, this this is shit. I can rock this. Yeah, I'm all yeah, I'm all in all all day. So no complaints on my end. Yeah, non-existence of my pick. I was like, yeah, that's that's my shit. That's my yes. Yeah, it's an anthem, all right. It's definitely yeah. got that. So oh, to the wild field. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so for me, um, it, I did listen to it like two or three times. Um, so it, I like metal. I don't know enough metal. Uh, I, I will say that uh, when I first um, listened to it, like it, it, it was hard to listen to the whole album, right? Like, and it, it was hard for me to tell the distinction between some of the tracks. I mean, I could tell by the licks, right? But like after while even though they were different they were kind of all bleeding together on me but um after a couple of listens like I, I do appreciate it i did kind of enjoy listening out of order that's normally my process like i listen to the album straight through and then like the day before i'll listen to it shuffled so i can pick it which track i like um it, i you know my track is kind of going to be the one that's kind of a little bit different but it's, it's working man 
that, that uh, yeah. one just stands out. Like it, it's metal, but then it's also not. It's kind of like not metal, but yeah, it's an enjoyable song. So it, it, well, I enjoyed that. Yeah. Well, it's it's great because I never in a million years thought that Prong would cover a Rush song. It's like the idea of doing a Rush cover was so weird to me, but he it, it's so well done. Working Man is so well done because I mean it sounds like I, I can differ. It has the flavor of the original Rush song, but he, but they do the best thing you can do is where you do a cover, but you make your own thing out of it. And I think he really kind of made Working Man his own, his own thing. Okay. So yeah, yeah. So I definitely I, I like that one a lot too. Okay. Yeah, but, Bing, Damon. Yeah, being yeah. quiet there. I think. Uh, <laughs> The Descent. It's definitely like, I, I, so for albums, especially metal albums, um, they kind of like a lot of songs will flow through the album. And then like, sometimes you like, it's hard to hear a change. And with these guys, I think they do a pretty good job of, of that. But you do hear a lot of like very uh, signature guitar sounds. Um, I like I love that Rush cover, The Working Man. Like they they, they turned like rock into metal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they morphed it, which is like I think it's really that's really phenomenal. I mean, like they're 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 good musicians. They're not just. They're not just screaming into a microphone because there's some metal that's like it's it's so loud you can't really understand what they're saying and it's not like I would put down the artist for doing what they want to do and doing something that is true to you know them and a lot of metal has you know like other songs you know they have a meaning to it and you know there could be love songs it could be you know just something that makes you pissed off and you want to sing about it like a lot of I, I find that that's usually where it seems like the the stories are usually drawn from like anger (laughs) and a lot of the metal I've heard Um, yeah I would say like I would say Prawn has been around for a while so late 80s to today which I think is phenomenal too because they've been around so long they don't sound like they have they sound pretty relevant Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't think oh man this this band's like over 30 years old yeah but but they are Um, it's yeah I'm getting older we're all getting older I'm feeling kind of weird you know saying that you know like the 90s is that long ago but um i like a lot of metal you know i like i like uh in particular in austin there's a band that i really like called the sword mm. and i think they sound like the sword a little bit they have like the sword probably is a, i hope that they're a fan of pra- the uh prawn um but uh yeah state of emergency is a great album i love the cover on it i always love it when like miley cyrus cyrus threw me off because she she's like working with metallica and shit now um, but like, uh, that's like the reverse, right? <laughs> she was doing Metallica covers and then, uh, you got Prawn doing like Rush. Not that Rush isn't, you know, rock, but like, it's, it's like the, that reverse type of like shock, shocking the fans, right? Um, it really does work sometimes. Sometimes it might not work, but I think, I think a lot of bands are doing that now. I think it's working pretty well. 
So I like him for that, for sure. And I like The Descent. That's my yeah. second favorite song. It, I, I'm with Tosh. You know, I, I love that cover. I just that's, think it was so that's a great badass. cover. And yeah. it's, it's so out of left field for them. But I, yeah, I really, because they put out a cover album a few years ago, which they picked more kind of stuff that you'd expect them to do or, or more kind of like goth, um, stoner, different kind of things. But this one was definitely kind of out of left field. But yeah, they, they did it justice and also put their own spin on it. And one thing I appreciate about Prong too, talking about modern metal, is that they're not afraid to be melodic. That, that you know, that they do like the, it is catchy. And a lot of modern metal, I think, is not that catchy, and it's kind of too abrasive. Like it's my ears get kind of tired of it. But this, I think, has yeah. a bit of a, a groove to it, which I appreciate. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm blown away that you got got to talk to the the lead singer. I mean, like uh, definitely check out uh, again. Like I said, Michael's Michael's podcast uh, smells like a and sadness. And you'll hear one of the one of the was it one of the recent uh, episodes. Yeah, it's, 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 to prom. it's the 49th episode. We talked Yeah, Tommy Victor is the singer and guitar player. He, and he's the songwriter. He's the sole original member. He's basically the mastermind behind the whole band. It's all his baby. And yeah. he's he's very low key, very unpretentious. Just um, you know, he, yeah, he's he's a cool guy. Cool. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, good stuff, man. So, all right, was there anything else you guys wanted to cover about Prong? I don't think so. I, I know they're going to be planning a tour soon. I don't know the exact tour dates yet, but hopefully they'll have some North American dates and some European dates. Um, I do. I, I will say that if you did like this album and you did like Prong, I would definitely go back to their 90s heyday and the albums Cleansing and Root Awakening are probably their two best albums. And uh, so if you did like this, I think you like that just as much, if not more. Okay, sounds good. Okay, Fuck Wait, yeah, I'll go yeah. back. Yeah, I, I didn't realize they'd been around so long. So I, yeah. I should have looked that up, but yeah. So. But thank okay. you all for having me on for these two episodes. It's been a lot of fun. It's nice to talk music nerd stuff. That's what I. That's what I'm all about. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's been, it's you, been man. great to have you. you have been excellent. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely yeah, so, great to have you on, man. So, yeah. Uh, thanks. Oh, go ahead. It's been a pleasure, sir. Yeah. So thanks, guys, and uh, let's do it again soon. So before so we before we wrap up, you know, I'm just being being a good studious person. Uh, uh, you know, can I can I have some homework, sir? Please, sir. No, I guess homework. so. Well, I don't know if I want to. <laughs> I don't want to touch that with a ten foot pole, but uh, uh, whatever whatever Taj has got going on in his head there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I will deliver some uh, homework uh, in a music fashion. <laughs> and, uh, oh, man, give me nightmares, Todd. Uh, and so this is a this is a band that I, I think is really cool. I think I mentioned them before. Uh, Wolf Alice and the album's Blue Weekend. This is a Tour Deluxe version. Um, came out in 2021. Not their uh, their biggest hit album that it created Blue Weekend. Uh, there's also Visions of a Life, which is great too. But I like the energy and the you know the the curve they went with this. So Wolf Alice uh, Blue Weekend, and I'm looking at the uh, 16 song uh, Tour Deluxe album. What's so, what's what's the album they put out with Don't Delete the Kisses? Which one's that? That's a great song. I think that's uh, I think that's Vision of a Life. It's a really great song. 
that's a, they're, they're a cool band. They're definitely one of those newer bands that has a nineties vibe to me. Yeah. Um, that is visions of a life that that's on, but that's, that's like their, they do have a nineties vibe, but they also have like, I think that 20, 2010 vibe to me, you know, they're, they're a little bit newer, but, uh, I'm sure they were doing studio stuff in the early, like you know, the mid two thousands, 2010, stuff like that. But yeah, I know that's, that's it, man. So check it out, y'all. Uh, okay. Wolf Alice. Sounds great. Okay. I'll, cool. I'll listen to it for sure. So, all right. Well, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, all right. Well, this has been uh, Trace Tracks. Uh, you can find this on our website at tracetracks.com or email us at tracetracks at gmail.com. Both of those end with a Z. Uh, we have matching playlists on both Spotify and Pandora. And we ask that you please subscribe and listen to all past and future episodes. Let's go ahead and sign out. I've been Taj. I'm Damon. I'm Michael. And I'm going to whoop your ass with some hard rock and roll and heavy metal when I'm riding down the street. And if you try to burn me off the line, we're going to have a problem. <laughs> I'm just telling you that right now. My name is Beatrix. And, and uh, we've been Choice Tracks. We're going to go ahead and pick up the needle. But y'all keep spinning those Choice Tracks. Peace.